Welcome back to the Motown Rundown. It is our last episode of the year, the infamous year of 2020. I don't know. Do we do we do a New Year's extravaganza? Do we have one of those, or we just no, no, we 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 didn't. We've never done one before because we've always been on break, so we've never really done it. But I think now that it's 2020 and we're doing it on Zoom, we should at least have a cup. Maybe we should have like a New Year's resolution that. Like a Detroit sports-related New Year's resolution. I feel like we've done that before. It would have been, you know what, in hindsight, it would have been nice to do like a best of 2020 show, but kind of hard to do when you don't have access to any sort of editing yeah. software or whatnot because we can't get into the studio. Yeah, we're going a lot of episodes to listen to. I have that. I mean, I could do it, but the laziness of my part will sick, not. Sick Brad, yeah. Ryan Collins. Yeah, Collins is just like, you're like, oh, I could do that. Great idea, Rabs. I, I can do, do it, it, but I won't. Too late now. It's no, I can late, do it. I just can't do it. This will come out on, it'll come out on New Year's Eve and people will listen to it as they're on their way to go get absolutely folded Wait. with their friends. I've got two things I want to say to you guys real quick. First of all, did either one of you ever watch The Middle, the TV show? Yes. Is that with is that with uh, Frankie Muniz? Frankie Muniz. Oh uh, no, it's so no, it's uh if you know the chick from Everybody Loves Raymond, she's the mom in the show. And it's yeah, the janitor yeah. from Scrubs, if you've watched Scrubs. No, it's it's a so, great show. No. But anyways, Colin Axel Heck in that show says I I can't. I can, but I won't. That's you right now. I won't, I won't. I refuse. Yeah. You no, you can't. You can but won't. So just not gonna happen. Also, I have one more thing I want to say to you guys before we get the show kicked off. It is December 30th as we record. Most people will be listening yes. to this on New Year's Eve. But do you guys know why today is special? It's a very special day. You know why? I did this last week and or whatever week I did this, you guys had oh yeah, the Christmas extravaganza. Yeah. You had no idea. No, yeah. I don't know why this is a special day. Collins you, got, Collins, you might have an idea. Collins, you've been on social media today. Do you know why it's a special day? LeBron James' birthday. Yes, LeBron James is 36. The GOAT you know is 36 birthday? years old. Yeah, it's, it's Tiger LeBron. Woods. Teed up. It, wow. They have the same birthday? Yeah, it's wild. It makes you think. Strong day. Yeah, I know. It makes you think. Also, guys, I got a, I got a question <laughs> for you. I, I, I was talking to you guys pre-show that my mom asked me if I want wings. They only serve eight. Should I go on a different option? Get well, two sets. I will say this. I will say this. Rabs, Collins, and I know free ads. We've been to Crunchies after a couple shows before. They get an ad. They get free ads. Well, we can't do ads, but if we were to do ads, they would get a free ad. Crunchies in East Lansing, go for it. But anyways, Collins Collins absolutely destroys wings, like in a good way. Yeah. Like there's nothing left on the bone. So, Collins, if you're going to eat the whole thing, I say go for the eight wings, man. Just do it. Okay. I I, I, I said double order. Double Double order. I said (laughs) double double order. Yeah. 16 because you eat you eat 12 she already eat 12 ordered. now you eat 12 now and then you get oh no so you only Sorry. get eight tell her to bring home a little caesar's pizza too tell us stop the little caesar's on the way home it's you no, lose, I, I, I know oh she, hey she got chicken nachos too <laughs> nice what a save. huge i just touched Good it job. shout out to Marie. huge play by mom huge play by mom the sports. Um, well, full on first, first rapid fire, rapid fire before we move on. How was Christmas, and what are your New Year's Eve plans before we start talking sports? Because Trent is on vacation. Where Trent? Where are you at? Florida? Yeah, I'm in Fort Myers in Florida. This is like my little brother's. Uh, he was a senior in high school this past spring, and uh, spring break got canceled. So the place offered for us to rebook. So we picked the week in between, like Christmas, New Year's. So. New Year's Eve, yeah, we're going to be here chilling in uh, Fort Myers, probably have some margaritas, hang out, do something. I don't really know what exactly nice. we'll do, but it is warm. The weather's nice. Christmas was fantastic. We actually left on Christmas Day for Florida, my family and I, my family of five, uh, and we drove straight through. It was a great experience. So my Christmas was full of fun times and fun conversations, fun drives, sleepless. It was very fun. But how was your guys' holidays? I was good. Got to see the immediate family, and then when I'm someone outdoor rich, shout out outdoor rich, my main man. Got maybe got me like got everyone in the family like this like most thoughtful gift of all time, and you're just you just felt very bad about the gift you got. You're like, oh, I got you a quarter zip. You spent maybe like sixty hours on making this family cookbook. But shout out to Rich, unbelievable. And he, dude, listen to this. He made 
everyone in the family, like by himself, he like built everyone cutting boards and they're fire. They're like sick too. So I'm gonna what look are you going to use your cutting board for? Dude, I, I love the cook. Don't even give me that. Really? Rest. Yeah, I love getting in the kitchen. I'm not that good, but like I, I like enjoy. It's fun. Cooking. I it's enjoy fun. trying to cook, but yeah, it was a good holiday. I, 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 I'm starting to get into the sheesh a little bit too. During, over the holidays, that's what it, that's, well, that's what I was gonna say. Collins, Collins sent us a couple Snapchats. He was wearing a sweater, had a glass of wine, looked kind of good. Collins, no, red, you know. there was red lips and red teeth city on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Okay, all right, Rabs, how, how are you doing? How's our host of the year? How's he doing? Host oh, of I'm the great, year, man. Happy to be alive, happy to see another day. Christmas was good, got to spend some time with family, which was awesome. Um. Great gifts this year, Mom. Well, Santa. Santa did not uh, did not miss on any gifts, which got my record player. I sent you guys uh, Snapchat to that. Yes. Got the Bob Seger. Got the Bruce Springsteen roll on the Sinatra. Love the Seger. Um, yeah, so it's good. Good Christmas. It just kind of came and went, you know. Like I it just. It, it didn't feel, feel like Christmas this year. Let's well, be Christmas real. Christmas is all—it's all about the lead up. It's all about the lead up to Christmas, and then you get to Christmas Day, and it's—that's the first thought that goes through my head on Christmas Day when I wake up. It's like, well, Christmas is over. Like that's it. Like there's yeah. nothing yeah. worse after Christmas dinner's over. It's the most depressing time in the entire world. But we have New Year's Eve, obviously tomorrow or, or whenever people are listening to this. Um, so I'm gonna see some buddies for New Year's Eve. Just hang out, keep it low key. Can't do anything, so we'll be in the basement yeah. watching uh, the bowl games from noon until whenever we fall asleep on the couch. So um, that's are you that, a New but, Year's uh, Eve guy, Rebs? You can't be. None of us are New Year's mean? Eve guys. <laughs> what define New Year's Eve guy? Like like New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is a stinky day. New Year's we're New Year's Day guys. Well, yes. I I. I enjoy, I enjoy the sentiment of new year's Eve in the sense of like, I like being with friends. I like the idea like friends and family, bringing in the new year with, with your friends and family. It's fun. It's like a fun day to get together with people. So I enjoy like the party and the festivities, but I don't know. I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't call myself a new year's Eve guy. I would not call myself a new year's Eve guy, but I do enjoy watching the sports. I love watching the bowl games on new year's day which is always a tough day to get through because obviously the festivities the night before but i don't know i think when i write a blog post tonight or tomorrow about about 2020 do some reflection there you go throw a little blog post out there on my wordpress there Soak you go love to see it sentimental cry do a little crying little crying who knows hey, hey, hey. Um, why, why are you it's good to try it's good to try it's good to try because yeah, it's, it's, it's a happy thing 2020 is <laughs> over let's move on yeah, yeah, but you got to reflect. You yeah, reflect, you got to grow yeah. and I don't know. Okay. It's good to try. Well, then, it's good hey, to hey, try. Happy tears. Trent, sometimes cheers you just need to let it out. Trent, sometimes cheers you just need to let it out. Cheers to growth for Rabs. Yeah. I, it's, okay. Not to anyone else, Thank just you. Rabs. Yeah, Rabs, I hope you grow I hope you grow <laughs> a lot in 2021. How's that? I appreciate it. Thank you for your thank you for your blessings. Um all right, well we'll get rolling here on our last episode of 2000 20. Believe it or not, we have all four teams to talk about today in some capacity. Um, I guess we will start off with probably the most, uh, or I'd say the, the least exciting news. We have Tigers news, believe it or not. The Tigers signed we a starting love pitcher. Our baseball team. Go <laughs> get them, Tigers. <laughs> Thanks, Collins. Um, I, I say starting pitcher with a bit of a question mark there because at least in 2019 for this guy, uh, I believe they sent him to the bullpen halfway through the year. He only played in five games this last season. Uh, five starts in those five games, though. Uh, Jose Urania, welcome to Detroit. Uh, 29-year-old pitcher. He played for Miami for the last handful of years. I think he broke into the league in 2015. Um, honestly, nothing flashy about this whatsoever for me. Uh, career ERA of 4.6, uh, 406 strikeouts, 1.34 whip for those that care about statistics like that. Um it, it, this is it's, uh, it's like the yearly move for the Tigers during this rebuild of what pitcher are the Tigers going to go sign that's just going to eat innings from guys that actually need it. Like, who's your veteran stopgap yeah. guy? And it just happens to be Jose Urania this year. You, you might remember the name because as I was telling these guys before the show, I don't know what year it was, but Miami and Atlanta played in like the very first game of the year. It must have been the 2019 season. I was going to say, I think and it was I, it last was, season. It, it might have been 
Well, whatever, I, I don't know if it was during the COVID year, but whatever, whatever year it was, I, it might've been the very first pitch of the game. Urania threw at Ronald Acuna. And it was like the most unbelievable thing I've ever, I intentionally threw at this guy. So if you, if, if that name rings a bell, that's probably why, because that's what I'll always remember this guy for. I'm going to tell you right now, all three of us are going to hate this guy come 10 games into the season. I'm just I, letting you hey, know right hey, now. Hey, hey. No, nothing, nothing. Oh, really, Trent? What's don't, the, we're going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt? Don't speak for me. I, I'm all hey, in. You can be I the love... Nets Mike Fires, Rabs. Cool. Yeah, come cool on. Your come jets. on. He's Mike Fires. He's Alfredo Simone. He's one of those guys. Come on. Tigers legends. Whatever, guys. Fine, then. Here's your, here's your MVP of the Detroit Tigers this year, Jose Urania. <laughs> oh, but no, you're right, Rebs. You're. I, I'm not gonna elaborate on it because you just said it perfectly. And he and, is. He is 29 years old. 29 years old. So yes, you're exactly right. He's gonna eat innings from guys who who deserve it. And that's that's my big takeaway. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like all in on this dude to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna like defend him when he does have bad outings here and everyone does hate him. Ten games in the season, but um, I, I don't know. And any rebuild, you're gonna have to have some sort of cornerstones to kind of teach the younger guys or get you through it. You know, you, you can't just stink like the Pistons. We'll talk about them in a minute. But, Collins, if you got anything to say. No, I, I, the last thing yeah. I'm going to say is I just think it just – them bringing in these pitchers constantly just shows the lack of confidence they have in some of the guys in the – maybe in the farm system. But I I think you're going to see Stubel. I think you're going to see Mize like a ton this year. So, this year it's going to be if you can – if Franklin Perez can somewhat stay healthy – if Fado has an arm still, if I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like this year's more loss of the unknown with, I think the pitchers than it is with position players when you say Rebs. So I, I, I don't hate the yeah. signing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just a big, again, I'm, I'm a very big proponent of just the fact that I don't, I don't really care to see, uh, I don't care to see guys playing here that aren't going to be a part of the future. And I just think if you're going to rebuild, I get the sentiment of, of plugging guys in to the rotation or, or in the bullpen that uh, they give you an opportunity to potentially win games. Is, is Jose Urania that guy? No, I don't think so because his best seasons in, in the major leagues are him with like a just under uh, for ERA. I don't think he's a very effective pitcher. I think he throws the ball pretty hard. I mean, he doesn't have anything special as far as this stuff goes. But like I said, this is your yearly guy that you've seen the last couple of years. The Tigers just go get to fill the rotation. Um, I know, I know Joey Wentz. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's old news, but he's obviously, he had Tommy John surgery in March, which is another guy that the Tigers are trying to look at as far as, I don't know if he'll be a rotation guy in the future, but um, as you said, Collins, you'll probably see you'll probably see Mize a lot. You'll see Scooble a lot uh, between your Manning, your Burrows. I know you got to taste the guys like Funkhauser last year, so we'll see. It's just it's Tiger's news, and he, you're going to see him in the rotation. He'll probably only be here for just this year, um, but other than that, there's really nothing else to look at for the Tigers for now. Um, so, without further ado, we can move into the Red Wings. Now, the Wings, I believe, today um, they released their training camp roster. The bit first, first of all. I know, Trent, you're not really a hockey guy. Collins, have you watched any of the World Juniors at all? A little bit. A little bit. A lot of injury, key injuries to some key guys, though. Hello? Well, I know in the in the game that uh, I think – what? Did you not hear me? What was that? Did what I just like – No, no, we heard you, but you went transformer mode for a sec, and then you oh. said hello. Like, I was like your grandfather on the phone – Okay. So you well, what's here. it called? It's I mean, okay. Kirby Dot gets hurt, and Lucas Raymond kind of gets hurt. So, I mean, not. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, obviously, yeah. like I, I, between for Team Canada, it blows to have your captain out for. He's now out for four to five months, which is why, you know, people there, there's the people out there that say like, number one, if you if you if you've played in the NHL for games you shouldn't be allowed to play in the world juniors which to me it's a u20 tournament if you're a u20 player and you want to go play for your country by all means now there's some circumstances like owen power who plays for the university of michigan is probably going to be the number one overall pick in the nhl draft this year he was not allowed to go play um for team canada uh due to like covid reasons or whatever was going on over there but um yeah world juniors if if you're a hockey fan i'm sure you're already watching it um if you're not I don't blame you for not being. It, it is probably it's, the like 
the, the thing I look forward to the most as far as hockey each year besides the Stanley Cup. It's awesome. U.S. is good too. Yeah, they've been they've been solid. They dropped they dropped that game to Russia, which was tough. They played like ass, but um, seven nothing win over the Czech Republic. I think it was yesterday. They beat Austria eleven rip. That was a tough game to watch. I feel bad for those kids. But um, either way, if you're uh, if you're a Red Wings fan and you want to check out some uh, some of your future Red Wings in action, uh, the Wings have seven guys playing in this tournament. I don't know if we mentioned that. Last week, Elmer Soderblom, who was your sixth round pick in 2019, playing for Team Sweden, as well as Lucas Raymond, uh, Teddy Niederbach, Albert Johansson, Gustav Berglund, all play for Team Sweden. Emil Vero plays for Team Finland. And Jan Bednar, the goalie that you picked up this year in the fourth round, he's in, on the Czech Republic team. I don't think that you'll get to see him because they got another guy starting over him that just played against the U.S. Um, yesterday. I didn't get to watch that game. Um, but I don't so far, uh, as you said, Collins, Lucas Raymond got hurt in the game against who are they playing against? I think it was against Austria. Maybe he went for a check. He went ahead first into the board, turned his back a bit, but he did come back in that game uh, to finish that game. So um, that's good news there. Um, I don't really want to go too much into that. Just again, if you're a Red Wings fan, you want to see some guys that you'll probably see playing for your team here in the near future. I would check that out. Seven Red Wings in that tournament. Um, as I said, the training camp roster has been released. The Red Wings are set to take the ice on January 1st, um, which is Friday back at LCA. Um, I think it's a 40 man roster. I'd have to count them up. I think it was either 35 or 40. Um, as far as who can be on the training camp roster, usually you have your prospects, um, tournament and you have your rookie development camp in Traverse city, which obviously is not happening this year. Um, as all these kids are going to be playing for their respective programs. Um, but training camp rosters out there. I won't go through all 40 names. Um, I will just say from what I have seen, if you look at this roster, the immediate knee jerk reaction that you will notice is that there's no Mo Sider on the roster, no Leno on the roster. I'm trying, I'm missing someone else too. No Lucas Raymond on the roster, no Jonathan Virgins on the roster. Um, so I, to, to that point, to answer any questions that people may have before they freak out, the reason why Mo Sider is not on this roster and the reason why Joe Valeno is not on this roster is because that they are currently playing on loan in the Swedish Hockey League, which is the, the number one pro league over in Sweden. I think it might just be the rule for first-year players, but if you are playing on loan um, in one of these other leagues, you are not allowed to play for another team until that season is over. So they will finish their seasons in the SHL um, they will be eligible to come back and play for the wings at the end of the season. I don't know if you'll see those guys for a handful of games. If not, you will see them next year. And the good thing about that too, is that in a COVID shortened year in a year that you're not going to compete, there's really no reason to burn a year of, of, of a rookie contract for these guys. Um, especially with the, um, with the expansion draft coming at the end of this year for the Seattle Kraken, uh, it just helps to be able to protect other guys. So, Pretty smart move on Eiserman's part. I mean, obviously, there's not much that you can do with Valeno and Sider because they can't come over. Um, Lucas Raymond, obviously, is playing in the uh, in the Swedish league as well. Uh, he has different circumstances because he's not on loan. Like, that's his club. But I don't think that you'll see Lucas Raymond this year um, unless you see him at the end of the year for a handful of games. So um, I wanted to get that out there before any questions came up about that. That's the reason why you're not seeing those guys. Um, and, and then once the, once the team is picked, obviously we can talk about it. A guy that I would have my eye on as far as who could potentially make the roster this year, whether it be the initial 20, whether you get 21 skaters or 23 to make the roster plus the taxi squad, Riley Barber could be a guy that might make the team this year. Um, you see guys like Turner Elson, Dominic Turgeon, who are guys that you've seen play for the Griffins in the last couple of years um, that really kind of it seems like it's pretty hard for them to crack the lineup I'd love to see what they do with Michael Rasmussen I'd love to see him play third or fourth line minutes this year over a guy like Franz Nielsen even though that's a lot of money just a healthy scratch every game so um, I don't I don't want to get too much into it because we will do a Red Wings uh, season preview after training camp is over before the season starts but um, go take a look at the training camp roster um, we can talk about it more at length next week but um, not, no real surprises there outside of the guys that you won't see because of their, their loan deals. Um, other than that, I mean, I, the, the more I look at this roster, I see guys like Alex Biega, who I would just, I would hope a guy like Dennis Chalowski will play minutes over him this year. Um, so really no surprises you hope, there, Rabs, but you hope. 
Well, I do. I do is hope Glass because I'm going to actually do it though. Well, the 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 thing with Dennis Chalowski is that for a defenseman, his defensive game really lacks. I mean, he is an offensive yeah. defenseman by trade. I'm just saying, as far as you bring these guys in, like you're going to have to have you're going to have to play Mark Stahl. You'll have Danny DeKaiser, Patrick Nemeth, Troy Stetcher, um, who else? John Merrill. Uh, Philip Ronick, like there's six guys that I just named for you right there that will probably be your top six defensemen this year in no particular order. So what that leaves for you is a guy like Joe Hicketts, who's been trying to crack the lineup for the last handful of years. Now he'll probably go to the AHL. I have to assume, or if he's not playing on a taxi squad, Alex Biega, who's 32 years old this year and playing in his last year of his deal, who was brought over last year in a trade. Um, so it, it's It's the thing like Gustav Lindstrom, um, I, I'm Dennis Chalowski, two young guys that I would like to see get time. I just don't know where it's going to come from. I assume they'll be on your taxi squad, um, which will be a whole separate discussion once you do the season preview. But I don't know. I, it's that's the thing. That's 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 the risk that you take when you bring over a guy like Mark Stahl. And I get they did it for reasons other than just having him here as a player. You know, you got a draft pick out of it. And that's what you do when you when you are trying to rebuild. You acquire assets and take on bad contracts. So um, that's the biggest thing to me. And a guy, like I said, Rasmussen, um, you hope can get time over a guy like Franz Nielsen, who you're paying just shy of $6 million to do absolutely nothing on the ice. Um, so that's that. Um, I don't really know what else we want to get into with the wings, but training camp's here, folks. They're going to play yep. hockey. Go Red Wings. Red Wings yeah, LGRW, time. listen, I want to say this. How good is Ryan Rabinowitz at breaking down hockey? Very I just good. Wanna, I, I just to the, to our listeners. Not a hedge. Well, this I is just this ramble, is dude. I, just, I can't. I just it's all a mess. No, but you're natural. You're a natural at this kind of stuff, and that's what I want to tell our listeners: stay locked in. Thank if you're you. a Wings fan, I know we don't always talk the most Wings. You know, I think this podcast kind of gets the rap of being like a Lions, like a sad Lions fan podcast. Like, <laughs> stay locked in. If you're a Wings fan and you want the best analysis, stay locked in because when the season starts, hopefully we'll have an interesting team to talk about. Because last year they were borderline unwatchable. So (laughs) I am I am very very excited to see the roster to see this taxi squad they're going to have. The AHL is starting. I think it's January fifth, so there will be AHL hockey to watch, um, which is great because you're giving these guys an opportunity to actually play that need it in your minor league system. So we'll see who makes the roster. We'll talk about it next week. And then the week after we'll probably do season preview. But um, now that I'm Pistons free, I mean, I got all the time in the world to talk Red Wings because you guys do Pistons um, better than anyone else. So without further ado, Trent, why don't we talk about the Pistons um, and then we will do lions before the trifecta and wrap up the uh, 2021 or 2020 New Year's extravaganza. Apologies. Uh, Pistons are own four. Just lost the game to the Golden State Warriors. It was at 116 to 106, I believe. Um, they will play the Celtics at home on New Year's Day. I know there were they were, I believe, the first game of the year I watched a bit, I watched a bit of, and then the Warriors game too, they were leading. So a couple games here that looked like they had control and they kind of lost it. Um, but you guys obviously watch more than I do. So um, without further ado, what are you seeing so far through four games, guys? Um, they're the best 0-4 team I've ever seen. I love it. It's <laughs> I, I, they're just interesting. The real uh, and, and when I said Rabs, I hope the Red Wings are interesting because the Pistons are like they have a lot of young guys that you can like. You're like, oh, this is fun to kind of watch this. A lot, they, a lot of them. Yeah, and, and like Killian Hayes, I, I'm surprised they're giving him the run that he's gotten. He got banged up last night on his ankle and it's the Warriors and didn't finish that game, but you see it kind of with him. You really like with Killian Hayes from the, I'm just going to give you from the eye test perspective, Killian Hayes, the deep Bay and Isaiah Stewart all look like guys who can play in the NBA. Yep. And, and Killian Hayes, and I think Sadiq Bay have a little bit higher ceilings, but it, they look like they're going to be playable players, which is a good sign to start off the bat. And Josh Shatson looks like a very good signing. Right off the bat, he's been really yeah. good for the Pistons. And uh, other than that, I mean, the older guys are doing. I, I, I'm really shocked how much Dwayne Casey's kind of like, hey, older guys, you stay back and and let these young guys play, because Derrick Rose, like there there goes times where Derrick Rose is not even like it's like almost a quarter. He's not in the game, and well, I I, expe- I expected him to be most almost most minutes. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, Derrick Rose single-handedly lost the Pistons the second game of the season against the Cavs. Made me sick. Had, like, back-to-back turnovers in OT and just absolutely sucked. Pistons had a seven-point lead with a minute and a half left and ended up losing the game with double OT. But that's neither here nor there. Collins, yes, the Pistons are 0-4. They're not a bad 0-4 team. But, look, this is just what we kind of have expected and what we said this whole season was about. It is not about team expectations. It's not about where the team finishes. This is about watching these young guys play. I'm going to say that nauseam all season. People are going to get really annoyed with me. I understand. But, yes, Killian Hayes, five points a game as a rookie. I've seen worse. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, 15 rebounds in two games that he's gotten so far. I'm impressed. He's just a hustle guy. Sadiq Bey got a start the other night, I believe, against the Warriors. He had 11 points in the first half yesterday. Yeah, that's just stuff that encourages you. You see these guys play. Saban Lee is another one. I want to see him get some run. And, and you're right about Josh Jackson. I think he started he the good, night as well. He started a couple games now too. Like he seems to have figured it out a little bit. And you just don't really know what you have. You're only four games in. But look, this team's not going to compete for anything, and we know that. So you have to embrace it, and you have to watch it play out. Now I'll say this. The next few games the Pistons play, they play the Boston Celtics twice the Bucks twice, the Suns, the Jazz, the Bucks again, the Wizards with Russell Westbrook, the Heat twice. Like, they've got murderers row coming up here. I don't expect them to win a game anytime soon. I really don't. And at this point, they I know – They could start 0-11. They, they really could. could. And, it, and I know I predicted the Pistons to start 1-2 and two in their first three. and that didn't I thought they were going to be good. But should have won that Timberwolves game. Whatever, dude. The point for me is this. Like, this team so far hasn't – pissed me off to the point where I'm not going to watch them for the rest of the season, but they also haven't overachieved. I think they're right where I thought they'd be. They, you got the young guys, some run Collins. You're exactly right. And despite the young guys getting all the run, I mean, you look at your two leaders in scoring right now, it's, it's Jeremy Grant. And I think Mason Plumlee's like right there too. And he's your leading rebounder. So it's like the vets are getting their, they're, they're getting their minutes, but you're also able to mix in the rookies to the point where you're moving this rebuild forward in a very possible positive way. And I want to say something quick about Blake Griffin because we haven't mentioned him yet. He getting concussed is not Sekou Dumboya needs more minutes. I guess yes. I'll just leave it at that. Yes. I'll leave it at that. Sekou Dude, Dumboya the Pistons play so many guys. It's yeah, unbelievable. Because the thing too, Collins, and I know you'll agree with me on this, is like I don't think the Pistons are flat out tanking. They're definitely not trying to win games. Like you look some of these. You look at some of these rotations. Dwayne Casey's rolling out there. It's like. What the hell are we doing right now? Like, we got Jalil Okafor and, and Isaiah Stewart on the floor at the same time. Like, they're kind of the same player. And yet we're still trying to – it's whatever. I think Dwayne Casey is the right guy for the job as long as he wants to do this rebuild thing. But early impressions, I guess that's what the question is right now. I'm not impressed or overexcited. I'm just – this team is right where they should be, in my opinion, right yeah. now. I would like to see more from Sekou. I would like to see more from Killian Hayes. I think he's going to be all right. He might take a game or two off. But you're exactly right, Collins. Keep the Rose on the bench. Keep Jeremy Grant to his, you know, 25 minutes, nothing more than that. Same with Mason Plumley, And just let the young guys play. Transformer Trent. Uh, um, I know you were saying let the young guys play. Completely agree. I – they are trying to win. They're not like – I think they're trying to win, Trent. Because they do play those – like Mason Plumlee's in major minutes. Like Jeremy Grant has actually been pretty solid. I, I think a lot of people are – like if you haven't watched Mason Plumlee since like college, or like you gave Mason Plumlee all this money, you're like, oh, he's actually a very like serviceable big man in the NBA because he kind of just sets up everyone's offense. But I like what they're doing so far. I really do. I like what they're doing. I, I was dead wrong thinking this team was going to be able to win – four or five games to start the year. I thought, but they could have. They, they, they could have. They, They've been in every game. Yeah. They're not going to blow out yet. And I'll say this, Collins, about, to your point about Jeremy Grant, he's averaging 23, six and two. Yeah. Like, in he the East. bad. Sneaky all-star in the East? Nah. <laughs> he shoots, though. He shoots so much. I And you're I want to get to this. This is my one big gripe. I know Seiko's like dealing with a foot. He needs more minutes. Yeah. Plain and simple. Seiko needs more minutes. Well, Blake getting concussed opens that door too. And I'm not saying I am not saying that Blake Griffin getting concussed is a good thing for the team. That's not what I'm saying. But we've all said before the season even started, and even last season, Rabs, I know you were big on this. D Rose and Blake both have to go. 
their, their, their whole point on this team, if they have any service left to give for Detroit, is just to mentor the young guys. That's literally it. So they have no place on this team past the trade deadline, even though it is a 72-game season. I don't care. You only signed D. Rose to a two-year deal anyways. You're not bringing him back. You may as well get some value. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sorry. I got distracted for some reason. Spider-Man. Oh, Collins is watching up. Deadpool. No, Spider-Man 1 just came on my TV, and I'm just – Peter Parker's just giving it to Flash right now. How are you Sorry. watching the Marvel Network? What are you watching? I don't know, dude. I don't know what happened. I turned my head, and Joey Manganiello is trying to knock out Tobey Maguire right now. It's unbelievable. But uh, speaking of the Pistons, last thing I'm going to say, like, they almost have too many guys. They really – like, that is my one, like, gripe. They – like, just – when we talk about the young guys, like all the young guys are like playing. Isaiah Stewart's starting to get a little bit of run. Sadiq Bay got a lot of minutes last night, which and, I love. And, and, both yeah, yeah, guys. love them both. And, and Killian Hayes, I, 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 right now as a shooter, I think it's going to take a lot longer than I thought it was going to be because the shooting he just doesn't look that comfortable. Right. But high pick and roll, like he, he looks like he belongs and he has a good feel for the game and he looks a lot bigger. Like, yeah. then I thought he was an he's like a well, he's, like he's, a taller guy, five, you know. Like, all the analysts were comparing him to Jason Kidd coming out, but the thing too is like his passing ability is already kind of up to guard ball. people, you know, too. You know, yeah, yeah, no. And I was gonna say on the defensive end, too, he's looked better there than I thought he would, and he just looks up to speed already at the NBA level, even though he can't score yet. And that will come as long as he's not Ben Simmons 2.0. I think the Pistons really hit on something at seven, so. Unless, we'll dude, if, if, if he's Ben Simmons 2.0, they did hit on something. What are you talking oh, about? Okay, but ben, okay, whatever. Ben Simmons isn't doing anything. He's They're good, trying to get rid of him now. He's good, but oh yeah. I, I mean, if you're a Pistons fan, I think it's more exciting than it has been the last two years. And they're, they, uh, they also got to trade Derrick Rose, and that's like two weeks, I think. Well, yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. He's just You're just going to let him walk anyways. Try to get something, even if it's one second-round pick. Like yeah. get get something. I hope they start 0-11. Cade Cunningham well, come dude, to Detroit. They might again. Let me let me tell you. Th- two Celtics games, three Bucks games, the Suns, the Jazz, the Wizards with Russ. Two games against the Heat. Like it, none of these are gimmies. I don't. They might don't, not win ever this year. That, <laughs> that's a tough. That's a what you just read off to we me. Rams, we got Rams. Yeah, how many? Now. How many games they have after that? Like just ten games. The season's over because they might not win a single game. Dude, they year. straight up might go 0-11. Like it's gonna be awesome. Well, dude, after that, if you want to keep going, I'm not gonna list the whole schedule. No, we don't need we don't it's need the to Hawks, keep going. the Rockets, the Sixers. Like none of these games are winnable, really, on paper. So we'll see. Yikes. Well, all right. Uh Pistons and Celtics, as you guys said, on that's on New Year's Day. They look for their first one of the season. Um, all right, so our last team that we I feel like we've been flying through this show. I know that was the plan because Trent's on vacation, he's got a He's got to entertain. He's got to mix and mingle with the parents. I get it. Collins got wings coming, so we got to get out of here. Um, but we will do the Lions in in, in one of the most. I, I I think this is the first Lions game all year that I've like turned off. That I just was sick and tired of watching it. You didn't uh, Lions, turn it off. I did turn it. I, I did. Say, I stopped. I, I, was, I swear you did not. I swear to God, you didn't turn it off. No, I was doing other things. I was like, didn't care. After you were touching the chat. Yeah, I, I turned it off. Complaining the whole time. You definitely were watching. Well, I do. I do have my piece that I that I want to say. But um, either way, Lions lose to the Bucks, forty-seven to seven. That game happened on Saturday, so I know it's been a while now as we're recording on a Wednesday. Um, I don't. I mean, like I said, I have. Well, actually, here's my first piece. I have one thing that I want to address that I was frustrated with that I will obviously get to. Um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on the game. Obviously, you lose Matthew Stafford. Was it the second play of the game? The that was like a that was a complete like dad rolled ankle. Like that's a straight dad injury. Like he's just kind of like moving away from a from a play and just rolls the ankle up. Like that was like I, I kind of chuckled. Like I don't like to see Stafford get hurt, but so that game already you have an asterisk on because Stafford got hurt immediately. Um, but I, I will say this: the NFL is such a joke. Like the way that the way that this game was handled, and the reason why I say that is because this allegedly, based on the little that I read on this situation, if this game that was played on Saturday were to be played on Sunday, 24 hours later, then based on how the COVID protocols work, all of the ineligible coaches on the Lions 
would have been able to coach on Sunday. So all you have to do is bump that game to one o'clock on Sunday and everyone can play. Why that's frustrating to me is because you moved the Ravens Steelers game like, like six times yeah. <laughs> to the point where it was being played during the work day on a Wednesday where yeah. I might've been the only person watching the game. So I get, I get the, I get the fact that you're trying to get games in. I don't necessarily buy that the NFL is like, Oh, we got to get the bucks on TV on Saturday or like, like, yeah, that's what just, happened. Rabs. That's it's why just, it's, it's so Make sure we mark this as explicit. I don't mean to swear it's a family show. I'm so fucking sick to my stomach about how much the Lions just get fucked over in so many circumstances during games, in the media. What were you guys? Were you guys watching? Someone texted me that they in the media. During, they, they deserve to get shit on in the media. During the World Juniors, during one of the World Juniors games, they chirped the Lions too. Good. They, they deserve they made it. fun of the Lions during a World Junior hockey game between wow. the United what States of America context? and Austria. Because Austria, Austria was losing by a million. The, 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 the U.S. outshot Austria in that game. I'm not even, like, exaggerating. I believe the shots were, like, 68 or 72 to 8. So they were making some joke about how, like, bad they were getting blown out and how bad the Lions got blown out in a World Junior Hockey game. So my point being is it's so ridiculous how the NFL jumps through hoops. So Lamar Jackson and the six other Ravens that can't Lamar play. Jackson didn't play in that game, dude. In the co- in the game they moved to Wednesday? No, they yeah, didn't. It was, Sorley. it was Robert Griffin and Tracy Sorley. Dude, I Whatever. get what you reps. I, I, I hate to cut you off. I hate to cut you off because me, me and you already got in this argument in the group chat. It's it, 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 it's like a hot girl. I, I said it in the group chat, I'm going to say it again. Just because they get whatever they want, does it like – you know, you just got to deal with it. Like it, the lions aren't the hot girl at the dance. Well, the lions are an ugly girl. We're an ugly yeah, girl. Yeah, they are. I'm sorry. They got to work <laughs> dude, a little bit harder. Dude, they got to work saying, a little bit harder for I'm respect. Just saying, no the lions. It's like the ugly dude at the bar. He's got to work a little bit harder. Can I say this, Rabs. I, I completely yeah, agree with your with the principle of it, Rabs. It's nonsense. Like, no, but also, I I don't want to say. I think that I think it's a two-way street because had this been week four, I think the NFL would do something a little different. No, they would not have. Yes, yeah, they, they would have. Week yeah. sixteen, we got Chase Daniel coming out here to play Tom Brady. If the, the Lions, if the Lions were in playoff contention, they would have moved the game. I guarantee it. Well, that's what I'm. I guess that's what I'm saying. If the Lions weren't five and ten heading into that contest, I think it would have been moved. But right, but so Rams, that's, that's Rams, bias. That's to like your racism. Point, bias. Yes. So, so, so to your point, I wouldn't. The, the, I wouldn't equal those two but (laughs) (laughs) listen the principle of it rabs i completely agree with but it's just like we're never going to know because it's 2020 and there is covid and it's just whatever and 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 rabs do you think if the do you think if daryl bevel was holding the clipboard the game would have been any different maybe we don't lose about 40 dude they would not have lost 21 they would have not they would not have lost by 40 points the, the, the point I'm making is, is the NFL this year has jumped through hoops to move games, to move games when there have been less instances of COVID, like handfuls of players that are not eligible because of COVID, not even having COVID, just, just the, the, whatever the protocols are, moving games so that players okay. get cleared. There was not a single coach on the field for the last. They had like an accountant calling plays on defense. No disrespect to that guy. But the guy that washes the laundry for the Lions was calling plays like my brother, like asking Madden on NFL 21 with his yeah. friends. It's okay, so well, can embarrassing, I ask dude. you this, Rabs, though? And and I'm just I'm gonna go back to the point we were just talking about though, like how bad this Lions defense is. Do you really think it would have been different if Daryl Bevel was calling plays instead? Because we got listen, obviously it, they weren't gonna Rabs, win the game. Rabs, they got embarrassed. Listen, it's Russian roulette in the first half. Who wants a fucking touchdown? Mike Evans, <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, yeah, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown. You get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. Everybody, because Jamie Collins All and right, J. Ron Curse, we just cut, can't cover anybody. It's it is what's going on with that personal thing. Okay, J. Ron Curse. Can we pivot? Can we pivot from like you guys both hate NFL hating the No, I do I hate them. Who is cutting these players? They don't have anyone to cut them. 
to Brad Wood. I don't understand what's going on there. Why are we Marcus making these decisions him. without a GM? Does make any yeah. sense? Spielman, like, Spielman probably cut him. Honestly, I, I, I hope I, if Spielman did it fine, but like they, I'm very confused. I'm like, is Martha just up there? Just like, hey, get out! Like, what what is going on? Like Sheila? I don't know. No, I I actually think it was Spielman because if you Good. guys saw, you you guys obviously saw the reasoning for J. Ron Curse being cut, correct? No, he he missed like curfew at the hotel and wasn't there for bed checks, so he basically just left the hotel and left the team. The night before the game, so well, he quit. He quit. Pretty much, he left. But then he played Good the game. And I wish I could quit this team. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We got no, guys no harm, leaving. No foul. We got guys leaving the night before the game to go to the club yeah, because yeah. they don't want to play for the Lions on Saturday. They can't. They can't stomach the idea of playing for this team sober anymore. <laughs> well, whatever. Right. That's, that's so. My that's piece. my piece. My entire Ooh, piece on this – that was – Yeah, Jinx. The only, my only piece on this game was about the defense, how bad it is, dude. Do we want to talk about Chase Daniel? Can we do that? Yes, I want a little conversation. Collins, you can drive. I, have one, Collins, I, I, I don't have anything to say drive. about the game. Chase Daniel sucks. Collins He's terrible. Play. He's terrible. He's so bad. And that is – Raps, I understand what you're saying. You pay a good backup to, like, be serviceable. But they paid him, and he's not, like, serviceable. He looks so fucking bad. Can I also bring up the fact that he's wow, 34? This episode, no, okay, so. yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's explicit. The Lions <laughs> paid this guy $4.5 million a year for three years, and he's 34 years old. So first of all, that was just an idiotic signing that kind of went over all of our heads back when Bob Quinn still had his job because the logic behind the signing was, that, and I know we talked about this in our tech conversation, but obviously our listeners need to hear this. The, the logic behind the signing was that Matthew Stafford's coming off a season where he missed eight games due to back injury. All right, so you want to be able to stay afloat if he's not able to play. So you go out and you get Chase Daniel, you plunge for him, basically. A guy who we have seen firsthand murder us Thanksgiving, just absolutely butcher the Lions. So you so you go out and sign him. Cool. But we, I think the figures kind of went over our heads. I wish I had the numbers in front of me right now of the ba- what backups get paid in this league. He's got to be a top five paid backup, no? Well, he makes more than Cam Newton does this well, year. So say, He's a top five paid backup. Like, I'm 100% to, sure about to that. To do what you saw on Saturday against that team, if you are a top five paid backup, let alone if you're getting paid $4.5 million a year, I would expect you to be able to make one pass longer than five yards and not have David Blau coming in for you in the third quarter. Now, now, now I like seeing David Blau play at least, but – I can't even lie, dude. I, I met my family and I, we were going through the car wash in the third quarter because I got no faith in Chase Daniel bringing this team back into the game. Not that the game matters as it is, but guys, it's just so frustrating that the, I, 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 don't, I don't know why they paid him. You're right. You're completely right, Trent. It's and Thanks. like, he, he's not serviceable. That's like the thing you're paying him like a guy. No, you're paying him to keep you in the game and the game yeah. got out of hand like that. Stafford gets his ankle hurt. Game's over. Now, granted, we all probably knew that when it happened, but it's still frustrating as hell when we got this guy getting four and a half million dollars a year and he can't put together one drive that's longer than three plays. That's it. That's it for me. DeAndre Swift looked nice. You guys got any other positives? No. No. Here's here's the one thing that I wanted to say that I texted you guys about that I was absolutely irate. And it's it's Look, hand up. I spend too much time on Twitter. Just I, I look for things to get angry at I, on Lions Twitter during games. The thing that I couldn't stand is, is let me let me paint the picture for you. The, the Lions coaching staff on Saturday was like you could you could have named anyone in the universe. But like, yeah, he's probably coaching today. Like no one, no one can name a single guy that was, it was embarrassing. And it just, it's how the COVID, I get it. It was COVID thing, whatever. I think it's bullshit that what the NFL made the lions do, but it is what it is. You roll out whatever your coaching staff is. I'm not going to knock those guys for the performance on the field, but the people on Twitter that have the nerve after your starting franchise quarterback gets hurt on the second play of the game. I don't, I don't care who your backup is, guys, and you know this, if you have to play a game, let alone a season, with a backup quarterback, I don't care what team you are. Yeah, I don't so you care. don't pay him three and a half million. That's the point. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm not arguing. Yeah, I, I get that. Sorry. I get that. Sorry. What I I'm saying is that was mean. That you was mean. Did. Get, God, 
What I'm saying is there is no team, there is no team in the history of the world that has been able to take a backup quarterback, a true backup quarterback, and go out and like burn the world down and win 11 games or like in a game like that. I don't know what backup quarterback you think. Well, listen, listen, I, I was going to say people, people are going to say Nick Foles, but Nick Foles was never really a backup, dude. He was always a starting yeah, caliber. He's not a, he about. starts. He was a starter in the NFL. No, I'm saying he, he's, he was, a, he's a starting caliber guy. He was in the wrong place. Yes, yeah. he's not a true backup quarterback. I don't know. I don't know what backup on what NFL roster this year you think could have taken this Lions team to even compete in that game. Okay. But that's not what I'm upset about. My, what I'm upset about is the fact that I have to listen to people rag this Lions team about. I get it was an embarrassing loss. They gave up. What's wrong? Why? Why shouldn't they rag him? Because, dude, did you see they what was on like 40. the field you on lose Saturday? Like three touchdowns, forty. Forty bomb is so, bad. So what? Do I'll say this too, though, guys. Listen, what listen. Do I want, I want to see known, some sort of effort. We have like known some sort of effort. Sucks, though we've known the team sucks since they lost. We, we've known it all year, quite frankly, but you lost faith when the Lions lost to the Packers. Three I didn't even ago. care so, they lost. I'm just saying for you to be upset at people for being upset at the Lions for literally giving up in the second quarter, I, like, I think it's justifiable to get on some players say, hey, Will I Harris, like, are, are you <laughs> playing your job? Hey, like anyone in the secondary, can you try a little bit? Like, no, they weren't even trying. Like, it was obvious. I, I, dude, I just, I get it. I My point is, I don't know what people want from this team. You, you, you say they suck all year long. Well, no, they're, right, 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 right. they, right. they, they, they're not. Yes, they're not good. We found that out real early that even without Patricia and Quinn here, they're not a good team. So we've already established that come, I don't know, week eight. We know they're not good. Then I got to hear you Lions fans who – they should lose the rest of their game so they can jump up and they can go get Trevor Lawrence and they'll win the Super Bowl next Impossible. year because Matthew yeah. Stafford's the problem. So then you want them to lose. Now we roll out there and we have my dad calling plays on offense and, and guys that no one's even guys that are working in the accounting department and the, the, <laughs> the Friday night janitor is calling defensive plays. And then your starting quarterback gets hurt on play. I can't even pour myself a drink before the Worth Stafford's going back to the locker room on one foot. And you're gonna jump on Twitter and call this team out for an embarrassing effort. Why do you hate it? Why want? do you hate what do you want, Collins? What what happened on Saturday that was people, so surprising to you? Oh are my so gosh, listen. how how can the Lions continue to do this to us? It's and an they're outlet only a five-win team it's, and they got no one on the field, but why are they losing by 40? Rabs, Rabs, listen. Rabs, I'm with you, but I think you gotta go on Twitter a little less because here's the thing. Negativity guys. People go on Twitter because it's a place for them to be negative about shit. They can just kind of vent, like, yeah, this team's terrible. They're not actually upset with the loss because the team's No one's upset with the loss. No one's upset with the loss. But on a national stage – I'll sit here and rip everybody on the defense. We've done it all season. On a national stage, the only thing, like, on a national stage to get embarrassed and showed literally no effort and lack of promise from your anyone on your defensive, like – I, I think there's some reason to be upset. I get what you're saying, Rabs, because there's people like me who are like, they should lose out. And then they're like getting – and I'm kind of turning around. But, like, I also see the point of view of the people who are like, can we not lose by 40 on national TV? Like, can we do that? Like, you know what I mean? I get what you're saying because you got to – like, people do flip-flop, and I'm a flip-flopper. I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed flip-flopper. But, like, I also don't understand why you, like – what is this team giving to you where you d- protect them so hard? Nothing, dude. I just I just say every year, if you're not going to watch the games, you don't get to buy a T-shirt. You don't get to buy a Super Bowl I watch t-shirt. the games. What you, uh... you know what it is? No, I, Rabs, I think I found yes, it up. Rabs, help me out, Trent. Rabs loves Adrian Peterson. That's what it is. Yeah, it Shut is. up, Trent. Huge, huge fan. <laughs> he likes just uh, too. Best I don't... run. You guys, I I like the team for the same reason why you guys do. I don't know. I just was born into it. That's why we love the team. 
It is what it is. You play what you you play yeah, through you life with the cards you're dealt. On it. Like you, you, they don't owe it. To, you know what I mean, dude? Do you do you think that I that I enjoy? I turned the game off. I couldn't I watch. They were losing so. They were never in the game ever during warmups. The game was over. So I, yes, am I am I embarrassed? Sure, dude. The Lions lost by forty. You know how many things I've watched the Lions do that have embarrassed me to my core as a human being. My point is. If you're you you admit the Lions suck. This goes to all the lot. They have not been good this year. Their coach sucked. Yeah. He's gone. Their GM sucked. He's gone. Your starting quarterback played a play, and he. Oh, yes, he the people who get on Twitter, the people who get on Twitter and bitch and moan are idiots. Yes, you're because, right. Yeah, it, it's it's go ahead, guys. Real nice w- way to beat the dead horse and then slit the dead horse's throat and then shoot its decapitated skull. That's cool of you guys. Oh, how embarrassing is this team? Dude, you guys have been saying the same thing since week eight. They've sucked the entire year. Enough is enough. They got embarrassed. They lost. It's over. What, what do you want? You want them to lose, right? So you can go get your quarterback, and the Lions can turn things around next year, and we'll send Matthew Stafford off on a Viking funeral, and the Lions will go rip off five Super Bowl wins because Matthew Stafford's the problem, right? So what do you want? You want them to lose? They just lost. So – Stop talking out of both sides. I'm sick of it. I want the season to be over. It was week yeah, we, 16. The hey, we got over. one more game. Stop. We got one more game. So let's do the picks. Let's pick it. Yes, we'll yeah. do. I'm, I'm picks, picks, picks. Take it easy. We got to rein you back in a little bit. Vikings at Lions, one o'clock on Sunday, the last game of the year. Thank God. Then we can actually go find the GM and a head coach before you guys continue to criticize the team for the person. We don't even have a guy making decisions. By we don't the have way, a coach. By the way, a by GM. the way, Robert Sala's the guy. We can talk about that later, but he is one thousand percent. Well, the odds, the odds sharks say it's Harbaugh. So strap up because Jimmy's, Jimmy's there's coming no chance, no chance. I would shoot myself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> all right vikings and lions one o'clock on sunday uh here's the leaderboard for you going into week 17 i think i have mathematically clinched thank you very much thanks for coming out this year guys uh, how it. what do you mean ryan count too because ryan counts 13 16 and we did push i by the way one of my buddies and he's, he knows who he is because he's going to listen to this he told me that if you don't if you hit if the total is a whole number and you bet an over under you still lose if it pushes which is not correct that is he told me that he told me that a while ago we had the over under at 54 for the bucks game it hit 54 that's a push a push is a push yes so collins 13 16 and one trent 14 15 and one what i mean by that is trent is i am 17 12 and one if i lose both next week and you win both you can't catch me brother suck it bring bring out bring out the trophy Thank hey, Collins, 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 Collins. We got to go back to like week eight when Rab said he went 2-0 and when he didn't. We never checked. No, I have, I have checked it all. It's all clean. Vikings at Lions, Collusion. 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Vikings are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 54-and-a-half. Trent, we will start with you. So tell me the line one more time because I've actually heard a couple different things today. Six-and-a-half, as I am seeing on my website that I've used all year. Vikings are six and a half point favorites. What I saw today was that Dalvin Cook is not going to play in this game. He has some personal issues to attend to. I think his pa- father passed away. Don't hold yes, me. Yes, rest in peace. Yes. So rest in peace to Mr. Cook. Here's the thing. That's just going to put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands, which, yes, if this is week five or six, I'm probably going to get on here and talk about how the Lions secondary is going to tear him up and everything. Not going to happen, dude. Justin Jefferson's probably going to have like two touchdowns. Adam Thielen might get one, whatever. It's going to be a big game for Kirk. Vikings close out the season a lot better than the Lions do. I'll pick the Vikings to cover. Trent wow. to the dark finale. side. Wow. Yes, I know. This is the first time I've ever not picked the Lions. I'm going to pick the Vikings, and I'm going to say under because I think this might be the ugliest game you've ever watched in your entire life. So, how's that? I, I, I Lions are going to lose this game probably by 14 points. And I don't think Matt Stafford's on a play, though. Like, well, that, I also forgot to mention that. I, I think Stafford's out, so that's yes, kind of yes. – The only – we guys, we've talked at nauseum for three years. The only time you're ever in games is because of Matthew Stafford. So Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I agree with your reasoning, Trent. I like the over, though. Give me the Vikings in the over because I hate the Lions defense, and they're just so bad. Okay. So you think the Vikings might get it by themselves? No, I – if. I don't think the, the, the Vikings defense isn't good either. Like the Vikings defense is yeah, pretty average true. too. 
right. I will take the under in this game. I, I think, like you said, Trent, I honestly, guy, guys, I love the Lions so much. You guys, you know, everyone knows this. You know this. Don't say I you're not going to watch game. the game. Don't say you're not going to watch Dude, the game. I, I, Trent, I, the, the thought of turning on the TV to give this game a chance on Sunday makes me nauseous. Dude, don't give right it a now. chance. Just watch we, it. Do something. Have it on. For what, dude? Why? Week because 17, the neither of these teams the are playing Lions for anything. until 2021, September. Good. <laughs> what do you mean good? Turn <laughs> it on. Bear down. All right. All right. Yeah, I will bear down. I will. You're right. I will take the under. I just don't think – first of all, Matthew Stafford should not play in this game. Let the guy go on vacation. Let him, let him spend some time with his, with his daughters and his wife. I don't even need him at Ford Field on Sunday. I would send him off to Aruba on an all-expenses-paid vacation. Don't need to see him on Sunday. No. If they score 10 points, I'll be enthralled. Game's going under. Vikings are covering. In a year that his, his I've started up on this high of, here go the line. We're going to win 10, 11 games, as I say every single year, because I can't help myself. And now we're looking at five wins. Lose your game. Let's hope everyone else under the Lions wins their games. The Lions, I think they can go – I think they can pick as high as three, which like high, low, whatever. They can pick at three, depending on what things happen with other games. But just whatever. Go out there. Let's, you know, give it give it one last try, boys. We can wrap it up for the season, and then we'll move on. So there's your fix. This one's for J-Ron Curse. This one's for J-Ron Curse. Yeah, Jay, thanks for coming, J-Ron Curse. We really appreciate your services. This guy, The guy was hurt for the first half of the year, and he played some of the worst football I've watched in my suspended. entire life. And five games. Yeah, suspended, hurt. For five <laughs> games he's played for the Lions. Some of the worst worst performance I've ever seen a human being play for a football team. Thanks for coming out, buddy. He was thanks not for bad. Out. Dude, I, who, who even knows who this guy is? Good luck, dude. Enjoy retirement or whatever. You're Didn't hear his name guys. a whole lot this year. That's not a bad thing. You're in the secondary. I'd rather have him back there than Will Harris. Whatever it is, Will, Har- Will Harris is so bad. Okay, let's move on. I can't. Front talk of the pod, the isn't, isn't Will Harris in front of the pod? Trent not anymore. Then he broke. He broke up with his MSU cheerleader girlfriend, so he's not anymore. Tough not in front of the pod. <laughs> Dead to us, some would say. Will Harris. <laughs> Tough bounce. All right, Trent. Let's for the last time in the year 2020. It's been a great year of trifectas. Great idea that you came up with. Um, let's do the Trent's trifecta on December 30th, 2020, as we enter the new year. All right. Welcome in Trent's trifecta week, whatever it is, 14 of this. I am in Florida. <clears throat> Therefore I go to the ocean. Brag, every day. Six, it's six. fun. So I want to ask good. guys, do you prefer the ocean or the lake? No, because I have lake, a very, lake. okay. Tell me why. Cause I probably agree with you, but go for it. It's just better. Okay, thanks, Collins. Rad. I'm just saying, it's just be- it's better vibes, way better vibes. First of all, Lake living in living in Michigan, I the Great Lakes are like that's what I pride myself on. Like I live, yeah, I like, in, live in the Great Lake state. I love the lakes. Salt water is gross. Like you can't swim in the ocean because your eyes burn and it gets in your mouth and your nose and it's disgusting. You got seaweed floating around in the ocean. There's sharks that are swimming around in there. I will tell you too. One of the biggest things why I hate the ocean. No joke. Spring break, senior year of high school, we went to Mexico and my mom bought me uh, like goggles and a little snorkel to go like look at fish. And senior I poked year. my head. Yeah, of high school. Okay, okay. All right. I poked my head underwater for three seconds and I saw 6,000 fish swimming around the pier and I had a panic attack in the water and got out. I just hate the ocean. I like, there's not, there's nothing good that can come out of the ocean. Shipwrecks. <laughs> Shark bite, stingray, beluga whale, blue whale, krill, and then it's just not good. So <laughs> lakes are great. Krill. Lakes are great. You're not afraid of krill. Don't put krill in there. You're gonna talk lakes, about dangerous. Lakes animals. are great, dude. There's krill. there's just something there's just something about life at the lake, lake vibes. It just it's better. I like I can't even. It just it's better. If you like the ocean more than the lake. You are an idiot. Like you're lake dumb. beers are Very way dumb. better too. Lake beers way better than ocean beers. Yeah. Better vibes. Okay. Very, right, very so dumb if you like the ocean more than the lake. Very I dumb. I highly agree. I highly agree. The salt water gets in your eyes. So it can't, you know, it's, it's a terrible experience. It's, you warm. Get out it's always warm, too. Yeah, you get out of the salt water. You got a little, you got film on your arms because of the, you know, the, the yeah, salt, yeah, dude, foam, dude. whatever. Sea urchin, slime, okay. goo, jellyfish. <laughs> okay. 
Add it to the list. I think you just named 25 things that you hate about the ocean. So we'll do that. Second question on the trifecta. What was Wait, the hold best? On. What you, <laughs> what, why do you mean? like the what did you like? The lake or the ocean? Oh, I like the lake way more. Yeah, he agreed. We're we're all, listen, we're all Michiganders, so maybe that was a dumb question. I just thought I thought for some reason it was gonna be a hot take to say I think the ocean's overrated. Like it's nice. I'll say this. I think Very the, overrated. The beaches down south, I think, are better. But, like, the, yeah, the that's water different, itself, though. you'd rather be on the lake than on the ocean, I think. Yes. yes. Okay. All right, question two, moving right along. What was the best year of your life? If you have to pick one what? year. We're about, we're about – okay, 2020 was everyone's worst year. So, think about what was your best year, like, of your life. 2010. Life. How about that? Fifth grade was a good Why? year. Why? Is that fifth grade? I don't know, dude. For Whatever you, fifth grade was, it was a hell of a year. <laughs> okay. A lot Brad, of good times. Um, this is going to sound very sad. I Senior did not peak in high school. school. Senior year high school. Senior year high school? Yeah. That's the definition of peaking Great in high year. school. Great year. Hockey. Good. No, no, no. Good year. Good year of hockey. I believe I had nine points through the first eight games of that hockey season. Didn't have a single point the rest of the year. Led the KLA and plus minus like the first 10 games. People forget that. Finished a plus that year. Student council, spring break, prom was fun. Hey, student council parliamentarian, Ryan Collins. People forget that. Yeah. That was, Say that, that again. Say that again. Student council parliamentarian, e-board. Suck what it. That? What does that do? Made up a word. No, it's a dis- <laughs> I, I, I kept everyone in check. I made sure they represented. Show- yeah. No, parliamentarian. It's a part of e-board, sir. Yeah, we get it. We get it. You went to a private school, Colin. Sick. <laughs> yeah, it is. Must sick. be nice. Must yes. be nice. Best year of my get life is 2014. <laughs> I was in ninth grade. You got no worries. You peaked in high school, too. No, no. Listen, you I got peaked no in elementary worries. school. You can't, you can't quite drive yet, and the Lions went 11 and 5. So that was the best year of my life. Actually, best year of my life, 1998. Cool. First what the hell, life. dude? You don't remember anything from 1998. No, I don't, but I was my, it was my first – that's how I set the foundation. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, maybe that was a dumb question, not my best work. Are you Let's guys 90s up, kids? Though. Neither of you are 90s kids. No, we yeah, both yeah. are. What are you 99. talking about? Ah, 99, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. facial. All right, let's round it out. We're rounding <laughs> third here. Third question. What is your favorite vacation drink? What? Your favorite Water. vacation drink? What do you mean what? Like if you're at a tiki bar, you know? Oh, Say, okay, so let me, let, me, let me give a little more context. A little pina colada action. If you're, okay, Collins, that's a great answer. I want to say this because I think Rabs doesn't really get it because as soon as I ask the question, he goes, what? In disgust. If you, are at, if you are at home and you're tailgating, you're having a beer, right? That's just like what it is. But down, down south or on vacation out west, wherever you are, that's not necessarily what you're always Yeah, doing. no. You're, you're going to have some of that, but you're also going to have some of the, you know, the local stuff. Mix up no, your on vacation. So, so Collins, go for it. Well, I think that's more resort than vacation, though, when you say stuff like that. Or, you, you know, we're at a specific place where you have, like, a bartender there. Yeah, or you know if you're, I mean? like, out for dinner or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I'm out for dinner, I'm never going to order a Miami Vice. But if I'm at a resort, I'm going to order a Miami Vice. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be the guy at the dinner table who's like, oh, can I have a sirloin steak and a Miami Vice? Sex on the beach. Sex yeah, on yeah, the beach. yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> not going to order that. I'm just not – I'm not an idiot. But, like, if I'm, like, at, like, a poolside bar, yes, I'll order that. So, final answer, pina colada. Those things are delicious. Money. After all that, pina colada. Um, well, I do have to say, I don't – I want – I don't travel or get out very often, let alone when I travel. It's never really to, like, Florida or, like, a tropical state like that. Um, I, I would say, if, you know, if you got to have something on the beach, vodka, lemonade, not bad. First of all, disclaimer, don't drink. Kids, don't drink out there. Don't drink until you're 21. Who think our audiences? I don't know. I have no idea. That's why we tag things as explicit, so we don't yeah, have our the kids. Yeah. 12-year-old. This is our most explicit episode. I'll say that. <laughs> kind of brought the energy today. But no, vodka lemonade, always refreshing. Pina colada, not bad. Colin, strawberry daiquiri, hate to say that, but we're just a good beer, dude. You know, a little, little Corona with the lime. Okay, that's what yes. I was looking for. Was Coronas are OP. Lime. Molson, Labatt Blue Light. Okay, those. That's that's a cold weather beer. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. That's a tailgate beer. Yeah, sorry. Rabs goes on vacation in Canada. He goes up to Canada. No, I just first of all, again, I don't get out often. I, I there's enough to see in the state of Michigan. I don't need to travel. Like, I, I hate when you throw yourself under the bus like that. 
I'm just telling you how it is, Trent. I'm shooting. I don't get out often. I don't. I hang out. Michigan. Love it. All right. All right. Yeah. Wait, how many Bob Seger's concerts? How many Bob Seger concerts have you been to? Like 12? No. Well, the thing is, is when Bob Seger was playing his quote unquote last shows at DTE, and I say last shows because I think he's done that before. Yeah, I think he's done that before. He's been like, I'm not coming back. But I had to, I think there were, if there were six shows total, I was at five of them. Two as a fan worked, uh, worked uh, three of them, I think. Couldn't get enough. Oh, that's right. You like work concerts and stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah, back when, back when uh, my job still existed because uh, people could experience things and have fun and live their lives. Yeah. So hoping to get back to that sooner than later. Well, hold up. before we go, before we go, Collins is smacking food. So Collins, I want to ask you how your food is and was it what you ordered? And cool. it's all Delicious. Delicious. So uh, I'm on a little bit of a time crunch. Li- I don't want to hear you lick your lips, dude. All right. Mute yourself or stop eating. I, I did. Think. I muted myself and then Trent called me out. I, I He's licking his lips. Gross. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Delicious. Collins is sauce. Tag it double explicit. Okay. Okay. My dad just told me unprofessional. So Kelly Collins. Preacher. Preacher. All right. Well, we'll restore the roar. Let's go, Red Wings. Do the Pistons have a thing? Detroit basketball, I guess. D up. Yes. All right. Well, thank you to all of our listeners for a great 2020. Another tremendous year of the Motown Rundown podcast. Thank you to the both of you guys for sticking through it through the COVID and whatnot. Um, hopefully we turn the page into 2021 and we have great things ahead for our Detroit sports teams, um, for us as individuals, as the podcast and you all listening at home. So, um, thank you for a great 2020. I hope you guys have a great new year's Eve and new year's day. Um, cheers to health and happiness in 2021. That is it for today's episode of the Motown rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown rundown page. Don't miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do. We appreciate it. We will see you folks in 2021.